we're back. We're like the uh, we're like the dinosaurs in that one movie. You know the one, wasn't it? Just called "We're We're Back." Yeah, right? it was. It was called "We're Back." Um, I believe a Don Bluth picture. Really? Yes. If I'm remembering correctly, that is a Bluth joint. Had a weird cast too. If I'm remembering right. Um, I could be very wrong about this. It could have just been a studio. Was it? Um. Was was like Danny DeVito in there? I mean, what was what was weird about the casting? Uh, I just remember, like, actors that sh- were, like, a little too good to be in it. Okay. You know? Sure. Also, I think... Sorry, I was looking at Don Bluth's, um, uh, credits, and one of them, his most recent one, is, uh, in 2015. Really? For being the Nostalgia Critic. Oh, um, my god. Yeah. Anyway, he didn't do We Are Back. I was wrong. Oh, it was... Okay. It was Spielberg's anima- uh, animation studio. Really? Well, that explains it. Um, yeah. Also, John Goodman and Jay Leno were the two weird ones that okay, were Okay, that makes sense. You know, I do feel like on some <gasps> fundamental level that that kind of checks out because I, I believe that sort of... Uh, John or not John Lennon holy Christ uh that John Goodman and Jay Leno are maybe like two clones diverted from some sort of like 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 master template I guess like the, like they're in, in the back in the back reaches of history there was some kind of kind of portly but very charismatic sort of middle-aged man that they just kind of derived the uh the genetic material for like John Goodman like uh, like Jay Leno maybe like uh, I I don't know Chris Chris Farley is he part of this or, or maybe uh, no I can go through the rest of the bonkers cast um because I know this is not a movie podcast but at it the same time well I want to talk about the fact that uh, Julia Child is also in this movie okay uh, Danny DeVito's wife Rhea Perlman is okay. uh, famed actress from Cheers very talented very funny lady. Um, and also Walter Cronkite as Captain New Eyes. That's, that's a lot to take in. You know, I, um, I don't know much about the esteemed career of, of, of Mr. Cronkite, but I will say that his last name does sound like, like a dinosaur in a way. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's the Cronkite, or isn't that what fucking Superman is weak against? Cronkite? (laughs) No. (laughs) I wish... I wish that he was weak to a big stone that had Kronk from uh, uh, Emperor's New Groove on it. Like, just his face smiling. That's Kronkite. <laughs> That's going to be the new limited edition Disney collectible at the parks when you go for, for the uh, Emperor's New Groove anniversary. It's just going to be a big fucking 25-pound rock that they engraved Kronk onto. And you know what the worst thing is? Uh, what? I would buy it. Yeah, no, I mean, I would too. <laughs> Let's be honest, Kronk is probably the greatest character created uh, under the Disney branch well, yeah, uh, it's, it, ever. It's Patrick Warburton. You, you can't go wrong. I, 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 will say, I will say that Jay Leno, with his massive chin, looks like he would be voiced by, um, by fucking uh, Patrick Warburton in an animated movie. That would be so weird. Because they have such different voices. Because so like just seeing Jay Leno have like a deep a deep old voice like this I can't do a, I can't do a Warburton. It's uh, pretty it's pretty close. I mean you just kind of get that like low like rumbling tone down and you're halfway there. 
poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. Like, I can't. Like, he's got such, like, he's got, <laughs> it seems like you can just do a deep voice, but he has certain little things about the way he talks. It's like, uh, oh, well, uh, you know, Cusco, uh, the, uh, he doesn't really do a whole lot of us. I, I think that's just kind of the, the sort of vocal tick I have to ease myself into to do any sort of impression on this show. I, I, I think, I think it's actually easier to do, for, for me, conceptually, it's easier to do a family guy Patrick Warburton than it is to do a Kronk Patrick Warburton, you know? Oh, for sure. But I mean, in that case, you just go, Peter, a bunch, yeah. and like, oh, I can't Peter. yell because... I can't yell because uh, I'm trying to be considerate, but uh, if I if I did, that would have been perfect, just so you guys know. Uh, held it back, and that's why the accent accent impression was bad. Hi everyone, welcome to Emoji Jerome. I'm Ryan. I am Andy. And today we are talking about the um, exploding head emoji. It's going to be a real a real mind blower, this one, you know. Much like we're expecting you guys to be reacting to our, um, our discussion at the beginning of this episode, uh, this emoji's mind is being blown. Mm-hmm. I think you're confusing having a mind blown with uh, turning off the podcast feed, but I appreciate the confidence in our comedy. Andy, would you like to kind of discuss what the uh, show is about for us? Yeah, so we here at Emojidrome, contrary to what you may believe, don't talk about animated movies uh, that have been forgotten to history. What we generally do is we look at emoji, the little pictures on your phone, and go through all the different variations across different companies and sort of analyze them and pick our favorites and judge them far too harshly than we should be. I'm pretty excited about this one, Andy. This was actually a request from Twitter user at Ciro, I think. Ciro. It's T-S-I-R-O. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced that. I, I have no skills whatsoever. So, um, Andy, generally, you know, we kind of like to we kind of like to ease into this. What are you looking for this week with the exploding head emoji? What, what are you trying to get to speak to you? So, I... The, the exploding head emoji is sort of just pure emotion, right? Like, when you really look at it. And I mean, I guess that can be said about most emojis. It's in the name. Uh-huh. But we got, we've gotten away from a lot of that. There's a lot of symbols, a lot of just like, oh yes, this is an object. This one is pure feeling, and I want an emoji that expresses that feeling. I want to be overwhelmed by the emoji this week. Okay, sure. So um, you're kind of looking for like the, uh, like the abstract quality of this emoji. You're looking for maybe not so much the visual representation, but truly the deep, deep feeling that these little yellow people kind of convey, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand. I think I'm going to go in the opposite direction on this week and say I'm going to look for the one with the sickest fucking explosion rattling around in that cranium. Or for most of these, they're, they're half cranium because their lids have truly been flipped. They, they have blown the top <laughs> off, off themselves, so to speak. Once they popped, they couldn't stop they because couldn't half stop. of their head exploded. That's kind of the tragedy here. They they, they, they popped and, and they couldn't stop, you know? They, they, they popped and that's the story of, of little Johnny, Johnny, uh, Johnny Halfhead who lives down the street, you know? Maybe this is actually not so much the story of a tragedy, but maybe this is the prequel to a Cuphead with a lot of these... Where Cuphead and Mugman used to be normal people, but then they had their mind blown, and, and the tops of their head just, like, popped off like, like soup cans. 
his name his name was Normal Head before then, and he was scrolling <laughs> through. Uh, good old regular head, uh, or Reggie Head, as he used to be known. Yeah, um, Reggie was head. Scro- scrolling through Facebook, and then he saw one of those Joker memes that was like, um, you laugh at me because I'm different, I laugh at you because you're all the same, and... At th- the rest is history. Made a deal with the devil. The head exploded. Uh, video game. That thing. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I did hear some uh, some scuttlebutt around the studio that Cuphead Two will, in fact, focus on their quest to retrieve the top part of their of their long missing head. So that's very exciting for me. I want to know. I want to know all about that origin story. Well, thankfully, we're writing the sequel. Um, happy mm-hmm. to announce. Big announcement. Uh, that- yeah, we're taking over for um, Moldenhauer. I can't remember their name, the name I of have, the studio. I have no idea. Because it's always that. abbreviated to just like a few letters. Anyway, I'm in charge of it. And uh, first things first, not a side-scrolling shooter anymore. Those are too hard. This is a match three game now. Okay. And uh, also, you only have to do it one time. And then you win. <laughs> the whole game or just the level? Yep. Great. It's one level. <laughs> Great. You get your head back. It's surgery. You're yeah. the surgeon performing surgery on Cuphead. You match a three, and it's done. So what you're describing is less of the Cuphead sequel and more like one of those shitty Flash games that's like Frozen Elsa head surgery or like Minions Go to Dentist Molar Removal type thing, except you're doing match three to perform full cranial transplants on Cuphead and Bugman. And this is uh, officially licensed, yeah? Yes, okay, good to know. I'm glad that we're kind of moving into the phase of um, self-aware irony that big game studios can come out and make these sorts of uh, self-parodies, you know? It's very refreshing. I, for one, am looking forward to the uh, Xbox 2 coming with an exclusive pack-in of Gears of War food service where they're at the cafeteria in the fucking Gears of War universe and you have to serve them all meatloaf or whatever the hell those those people eat in that franchise. I feel I feel meatloaf is very Gears of War-y, like something with a lot of protein, you know? Yeah, I also think meatloaf is a pretty Gears of War-y, the singer. Um, sure. He like, seems like he'd be a fan. Mm-hmm. I would do anything for love except uh, putting color in my game because we're dark and gritty and we're on the Xbox. Not his best work, but I'm still a fan. No, it was it was a little obtuse for sure. That one kind of got away from me, but you know, that was when he was busy with like filming Rocky Horror and all that, so he had he had other priorities. Sorry, did you say that one got away from Meat, as in his first name is Meat, last name Loaf, or did you just say this first uh, that one got away from me? Because I'm I, gonna believe the other one. I well, you know, it could be either one. I like to believe that with my kind of mumbly pronunciation on this podcast, it becomes sort of a choose your own adventure style experience where um you get kind of a rorschach test to determine what is actually being said at any given time yeah that's actually the secret is that all along we've been a psychoanalysis for our listeners and they Mm -hmm. haven't known it's a social experiment i hear those are really popular on the internet for sure for sure um speaking of analysis can we get into these emoji or do we want to talk about meatloaf for another five minutes oh yeah we have a show to do ostensibly so first off we've got apple and i i I will say i did kind of peek at some of these other emoji beforehand apple is the only one as far as i know that features like literal chunks of this emoji's head just blasting off into the stratosphere 
Apple decided that they shouldn't do actual body horror. Uh, and I kind of respect it. Because there's, like, fire and cracks in this fucking emoji's face. Yeah. And it, it's... Like, this emoji's dead. This is not Cuphead. I cannot match a three to fix this. Mm-hmm. This is, um... This kind of raises some interesting implications for me in regards to emoji as a whole. Because by sort of ignoring the, the, the visceral body horror you think would be associated with this emoji... They render these faces as some sort of, like, hard-shell M&M's type candy sort of thing. Where, like, if you were to crunch on an emoji, it would be, like, a hard candy shell, soft chocolate interior. And so, maybe what is actually happening here is this emoji has, has been expired. They have been sitting on the shelf for so long that the internal gases, which keep their chocolate fresh have ballooned outwards in a display of force and just blown apart their 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 hard crunchy candy shell, you know? It'd be like if you were watching the M&M's like Christmas commercial and at the part where they see Santa, one of them just like blows up from like above the eyes. Like there's just shell everywhere, there's melted chocolate, Santa's freaking out, the other M&M is freaking out. The kids run downstairs, call the police, the dogs there eating the shell. It's a whole Whole fucking cavalcade of, of circus horrors. Somebody stop that dog. It's not good for dogs. There's chocolate in M&M's. And... Well, it's, it's, it's just the shell. It's a clean separation. It's a clean clean break? Okay. Yeah, clean break. The, I, I, maybe that, you know, the chocolate isn't necessarily attached to the shell. That maybe there's like a little like centimeter of air between the two. I don't know. Listen, the dog's got to be involved in this nonsense somehow. Oh, of course, of course. Don't worry. I... I... I, I trust your creative choices. Thank you, thank you. Um, I, I'm glad you do. Andy, do you have kind of any take on this? Like, it, it's not... I don't dislike it, but I think one of the main problems is that, like, with some Apple emoji, it's a little too complicated for me. There's almost too much going on here. There's a lot of it upsetting me, and I think the big one is that I can't see the smoke cloud as anything other than its brain. Okay, that's interesting. Because if you look at the sort of, like, stem of the mushroom cloud, it does sort of look like a brain stem. Yeah, alright, and with the coloration, it's a little fleshy, see? It's a little, a little bit upsetting. It's you know? a little, it's a little more terrifying, because now what you're saying is that its brain has sort of rooted itself through the roof of the head and just kind of blown apart. Like, he, he's a big brain genius, but not in a good way. Yeah... He's like, you know how, you know how someone says to you, I want to make a movie about dinosaurs coming back to modern times? Yes. This is the guy who said that the first time, and then also said, and we're going to cast Jay Leno. Uh, because he's a big brain genius, but his big brain was so big, it killed him. Well, maybe he survived. Maybe he's got like a, like a cyborg kind of dome thing there now. Maybe, um... Maybe this like is that. the maybe this is the emoji that eventually became the robot emoji, and it was like a RoboCop type situation where they had to put him in a robot body. Oh, I would love to see more cy cyborg uh, emoji going on. I definitely think that we need to sort of be uh, augmenting our emoji for the most efficiency. So I think our our goal on this show, like like no bones about it, should be by the year twenty twenty eight. 
we need to get a, a cyborg emoji made. Like, not even as a joke. Like, I want a cyborg emoji. How else am I supposed to tell my friends and family that I am relaxing at home watching Tetsuo the Iron Man for the 80th time if I don't have a cyborg emoji, you know? Of course, and we need to clarify. Before any of you internet denizens send us tweets, emails, or even uh, AIM messages of any kind, uh, we know there's a robot emoji. That's different. That doesn't have... We're talking for... We're talking about the marriage between human flesh and te- the, 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 the fancy, f- fancy-free future of sci-fi. Yes. You know? There has to be, there has to be unification. There's got to be, there's got to be a joining. There has to be a marriage. There, there's got to be a sort of not tying between, between, between the, the, the warm skin and the cold steel. You know, that's what I am all about. I don't know what else I can add other than, like, that got me a little choked up. Mm-hmm. Pretty, like, I really feel like we finally, you know, gotten to the root of the problem with mo- all emoji now. Yes. Uh, is that there's, there's not a cyborg one. Yes, I agree. I think we finally found our purpose as a show, so I don't blame you for getting a little bit uh, emotional. Um, we're all about the cyborgs here. However, Andy, would you say that you're all about the Google emoji this week? Uh, Google's weird this week. I kind of like it, but also I'm, like, not huge into it. I don't know really how to explain my relationship with this Google one other than changing my Facebook status to it's complicated. Timely reference. (laughs) I think that the Google one is interesting because with the Apple one, there's clearly a sense of this emoji being sort of terrified, I think. Like, the Apple emoji is extremely alarmed about its head bits just, like, busting open. The Google emoji, on the other hand, is like, ooh! Like, it's, um, it's, 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 it's thrilled, I think. The Google emoji isn't necessarily upset. It's not, it's just sort of like, oh, this is happening now. Mm-hmm. Um. What I like about it is that because there's no bits flying off we can assume that this emoji doesn't need to go to the hospital no one nice to hear uh two this emoji might actually just be a sort of cupped head you know yeah yeah either that or this this uh google emoji is sort of like a roger rabbit type character where it can comically remove the top part of its head to do a funny face and then put it back on you know, Ooh, that's exactly what I'm looking worse. for. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Perfect. It's like, oh, gee whiz! Like, wow. See, I feel like words like gee whiz and wow aren't quite as Titanic as they should be to describe the sort of brain blast of the uh, Google emoji. This is this this has some color to it. It's got some pop. It, it's got some big old eyes. I really like it, but. I think the question here is what 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 is making this emoji experience this emotion, you know? So, this one I feel like and I'm just going off the little bits of color that we're seeing splashing out of its uh, brain pan here. Uh-huh. Um I like to think maybe it's at a surprise party, you know? Oh, all the other friends are there. Oh, oh, look out, vomiting emojis at the party. Someone clear out the bathroom. <laughs> uh, but then uh, exploding head emojis like, oh my god, why'd you guys throw me uh, 
uh, surprise party, you know my name is exploding head emoji, and then his head explodes. That's pretty good. That's a good bit. That's like, um, that's like if you had a character who was made of, like, dynamite, and you're like, oh, we can't, we can't upset the dynamite man, and at the end you throw him a surprise party, and he, like, blows up, basically. Yeah. I, I, I like this kind of universe you've written here, and I do think it was a shame that the Emoji movie did not tap you to write the uh, pre-show uh, birthday emoji short. They're gonna get me in the sequel, probably. I think after I handle Cuphead, they'll see that I'm ready for, uh, you know, the big time. Yeah, you know, by the time the Emoji Movie sequel comes out, I think this podcast will have sort of accumulated enough cultural currency to sort of uh, <laughs> to sort of cash us in on that bad boy. God. Alright, I don't really have much else to say about Google, if I'm being honest. I think it's a cute cartoony take. Yeah, um, for sure. I think by kind of um, invoking the idea of a birthday party, you've made this very wholesome, which is extremely refreshing for this show, I will say. I've been trying... I should also mention that this is the first time we've ever recorded an episode of Emoji Drome before, like, 5 p.m., I think. It's, like, it's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon here, so I feel, I feel like we've got some nice uh, solar energy instead of the lunar energy we normally get on this show. It, it, it is very weird to be able to look out the tiny windows in my basement and see the sun peeking through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... It doesn't make a huge difference, but it does make me feel a little less depressed. It's like a it's like a reverse episode of Emoji Drome. Like some podcasts do like after dark episodes. Fucking all of our episodes are after dark. This is the this is the before dark episode of Emoji Drome. Oh god. I don't like that reputation. Well, listen, when we when we talk about the things that we've talked about on past episodes of this podcast, you just got to tell it like it is, you know? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna skirt around. I'm not gonna dodge the bullet. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit this one square, square in the chest, and and you know own up to that reputation. But um, I do think we should maybe go ahead and move on to the Microsoft emoji this week, which is kind of, it's kind of funny to me for some reason. Yeah. No. This one's real fucking funny. Um. So what I I genuinely have a nice like thing to say about this one is that it really nailed the three dimensions of it. Like it has depth in a weird way. Yes. And it does that because this emoji is literally cuphead. This is just a cup head. This is a toilet bowl head. This is. It's just it's empty. Okay. Let me let me let me flip that on on its side so to speak. Mm-hmm. Now, Please. now, keep keep the eyes where they are, but imagine imagine that 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 top of the head up there is actually a mouth, and then you've got a real weird angle on Pac-Man as he chows down on some kind of like no, you know what this is upside down? It's Pac-Man vaping. That's what this oh. emoji is. Oh, oh no, oh oh no, Ryan. Listen, it's 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 either that, or you know what else this reminds me of what this is the emoji that you see it pop up on your screen and before you can even reply to the text your screen starts slowly zooming in on the mushroom cloud and suddenly you're in episode 8 of twin peaks the return that's what this emoji is this is the fucking this is the fucking weird ass david lynch mushroom cloud emoji oh yeah no it is and you've made me you've turned me around again like i was ready to walk away and then Mm -hmm. you've made me walk back you can see clearly now the rain the rain is gone 
That's, uh, what is it? I can something, uh... uh I can uh, see all obstacles in my way. That's, that's I, really... Those are the three lines I know, because in Shrek 2, they had the Far, Far Away Idol uh, yes. special feature, and the mice sang that. God, and it was funny, a... because they were the three blind mice. Do you guys remember Shrek? I don't ever hear about it on the internet anymore. No, and I just never. was curious if anybody else has watched this film from my childhood. Let me know. Thanks. Yeah, I think I remember that one too. It was the one with the um with with the fucking uh I couldn't think of anything funny enough. It was the um, one where the um gingerbread man no, Pinocchio is wearing a thong. Mhm. Uh that was a really funny one and then he lies about it and his nose grows. It's yes. really funny because it's like, "Oh, he's ashamed of himself." Um yeah, I don't know. It's pretty obscure. If you've heard about it, uh, make sure you tweet at IHOP, um, the International House of Podcasts. That's yes. definitely the account. Um, and let them know that you've seen this movie. Yeah, please, please let us, please let our generous benefactors at the International House of Podcasts who let us use this studio space on a weekly basis, how much you appreciate them by tweeting at IHOP about the Shrek franchise. I'm sure they would love it. They, they love to know that they're kind of getting a return on the investment with the uh, listeners of the show. It's really fantastic. But, um, Andy, uh, I did want to say, just as a quick side note, when, when you said, I can see clearly now the rain is gone, I can see all obstacles in my way, uh, for some reason that made me think of a JoJo stand, which was called The Rain is Gone, which allows you to see all obstacles in your way. Um, and I think I think we should rebrand this from an emoji podcast to uh, ascribing each of these emoji a JoJo stand based on their aesthetic. Oh man! I mean, if you really look at these, you can see a golden wind coming out of their head. Ooh! Part five, guys. Have you heard about anime? <laughs> So, Emojipedia this week is less of a mind-blowing emoji and more like the, uh, more like the fucking Ratatouille emoji. Oh I no, say. I got a bad haircut and it looks like my chef's hat now! If you had a haircut like this, I would be extremely impressed. That would be, that would be some next-level shit. What I'm seeing with this emoji, if you kind of squint your eyes, is an emoji with a chef hat with two of its hands raised in the air and it's hollering about something, you know? Oh! Oh! Oh, I love it. Oh my god, I love it! Yeah, it's got, like, a spatula in one hand, uh, like a, like a bundle of carrots in the other. It's like, it's like, uh, how, how am I gonna make this carrot soup without any soup? I've got the carrots, but I don't have the soup, you know? What? Is it? I don't... You, you, you have to, you have to have soup to make soup, you know? Like, like, you, you, you've got oh. the carrots, but you don't have the soup. It, it's, it's Andy... I can't believe you've never ran into the problem of having the carrots for carrot soup, but not having the soup. I, I kind of just assumed, like most things on this podcast, that was a pretty universal experience. I, so here's the thing. I don't like carrots that much, so I'm not used to it. Um, soup's fine, I, uh -huh. but uh, carrots, not really my thing. So that's why the recipe was throwing me off. I'm not used to adding carrots to soup. Gotcha, gotcha. I completely understand. It's been... um. It's been a while since I've had a good carrot, you know. Um, I used to buy the little ones every now and then, and I would kind of uh, steam them to have something to like snack on. But but you know, I kind of got uh, kind of got tired of that. So I think from now on, I'll probably only buy carrots if I need them in like a recipe for like a pot roast or something like that. My my um 
my days of buying carrots to, to chow down on on their own, I think, are behind me. The only, like, real carrot anecdote I have was I was, much like you were mentioning snacking on carrots, when I was in the second grade, we were given carrots to a munch a crunch, and I said I was allergic and couldn't, and my teacher was like, no, you're fucking not, just throw it out if you don't want it, don't lie to me. And I was very mad that I got caught. Damn. When I was a kid, um... I had gone camping with my family because that was something we used to do every now and then. And it was in the middle of, I think, uh, spring. So it was prime allergy season. And when I came back to school, I, you know, my eyes were real watery and shit, like kind of red and stuff. Because, you know, I'd been out in like the great outdoors. And when my teacher, when my teacher asked what was wrong with me, I told her that I had pink eyes so I would get sent home for the day. (laughs) Holy shit, that rules, dude. Yeah, yeah, I don't think my parents are very happy about that, but, you know, you, you, you take, you, you, you grab life by the horns when you can, so to speak. I really, I, like, I've gotten a new respect for you just hearing the amount of hustle there to skip school. As someone who constantly faked sick to get out of school, mm-hmm. um, I'm glad to know I found a kindred spirit to record this podcast with. See, I didn't constantly fake sick. I did it like a couple of times, but um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't something where I was like it, like consistently trying to get out of shit. Um, I I tried to be a pretty good student when I was in school because I was a fucking nerd. And um, while my friends were all taking like AP chemistry and shit like that, I took uh, I took uh, astronomy my uh, my senior year of high school. Uh, which is funny because not only was the astronomy teacher also the golf coach, which should tell you which should tell you everything you need to know about that class. But I also got into the same fucking university as all my friends who did all that AP shit. So hell yeah, you know I don't listen. If you're listening to us and you're in high school, first off, uh, second off, be a good student. <laughs> Be a good student. Don't don't follow don't follow my fucking example. <laughs> Sorry, that got me really good. Oh boy. Um, do you, Andy? Do you have anything to add about Emojipedia before we move on to Samsung? I feel like we. It's a chef, and we mind that. It's bad. Yeah. Like, it's not good for what it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's really bad at it. It's way, way too detailed, I think, is, like, the main part. Like, if the Pillsbury Doughboy exploded, then it would look like, kind of, like, this emoji, I think. <laughs> this is what happens when you poke him in the stomach too hard. Yeah, he just blows up. Um, now, Samsung, I think, is kind of compelling this week, because it's basically the same thing as Google, except much more terrified. Yeah, it's down to the colors even. It's identical. Like the same little like look at the little like objects that are coming off of the explosion. They're the same. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just got bigger eyes, a little more shading and a very upset mouth. And it's fine. I don't know. I like the Google one more because the Google one isn't horrified. And I feel like we don't get into this too much, I guess, on here, which I mean, maybe we should more. But the purpose of this emoji is supposed to be like, whoa, I'm shocked, I'm in awe. And the upset ones don't do that for me. They're just like, oh no, I'm upset about this. 
So that's why Apple and Samsung in particular really miss for me this week. I agree. I think that the main problem for me, to put it into kind of uh, um, di- different terms, is that whereas the ones with the surprise, like uh, circular mouth, kind of convey that meaning, the Apple one, and especially the Samsung one, looks like they just lost a duel in Yu-Gi-Oh! and are getting like banished to the Shadow Realm. Like, that's what's happening here. They aren't surprised... They aren't, like, upset about something. They're terrified, and their brain is literally physically exploding, is what ha- is what's happening in these. These, like, the Samsung and the Apple ones, they don't feel like abstract representations of the emotion. They feel like physical representations of something, like, just blowing up in these people's heads, and they're being caused pain. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a little too much for me. Do we have anything really else to say? The good thing about these is that there's not many variations on the emoji, because I believe this was a very recent one. It was added in 2017. It is. I don't Um, even have this one on my phone yet, because I haven't updated my phone in years, to be be completely frank. To come clean. You got an iPhone. If you update that thing, it will stop working. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel about whatsapp or do you have anything else left to say about samsung because i'm okay to move on i don't have much left for that one yeah i'm okay with samsung it's fine i like it better than the apple one i think but still not as much as some of these other ones whatsapp is interesting because it it's i it just doesn't convey what it's trying to convey but i think it conveys something completely different entirely can i say what i think this conveys yeah by all means uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, because that is uh, a cloud that is pouring spaghetti down on an emoji's face, is oh, what's going on here. Wow, that's really good, actually. I, that, um, that does not look like an explosion. That is a rain cloud, but instead of rain, it is purely spaghetti. Yeah, I see that. Um, what I also see for this emoji is this is somebody with very poofy gray hair who's about to enter a match of, like, battle tennis or something like that. So they're getting hyped up, but to keep their hair out of their face, they had to put it in an orange scrunchie so it doesn't, like, get, get, you know, all in their eyes and such. Sort of, like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I I see what you're saying. I, I, my, here's my big worry, though, is that if you look closely, you can kind of see the sort of indent of a hole. And that's what make, that's what's making me think that maybe this person just has a gaping head wound that the... Uh, vengeful god is making spaghetti rain into yeah i think the main problem with the whatsapp one is that the hole on the head is too small so in addition to that the cloud is a little too small as well like it's not as dynamic as some of these and so you get this weird thing where it's like it's more like on top of their head at first glance rather than coming out of their head yeah yeah, it's weird. There's a lot of things just going on here that are, like, not working at all. The eyes are really bad, too. They're like little rabbit poops that got put on the put on the emoji's face. Yeah, very much. This this emoji's been through the ringer. Um, no eyes. Had to replace them with rabbit poop, and now spaghetti is falling into its brain. Damn. It's like that. You know, some days, some days... Some days you feel like Garfield. Some days you feel like the WhatsApp exploding head emoji (sighs) all right um i so remember when i said there weren't many variations of this Uh uh-huh twitter has one and i want you to look at it when we're done talking about this fanta explosion that we're looking at 
Okay. Um, because I think it makes it way worse. So, the thing about the Twitter one at first glance here is this is one of two things. Like you said, it could be a good tropical drink uh, blowing out of their head. This looks like an advertisement for, like, Hawaiian Punch, maybe. Like, one of those sick, nasty, like, radical 90s ads for, like, kids' food and shit like that. Okay. Or this dude was, like, at the at the skate park or some shit. And then, and then he's like, and then this kid comes in and he's like, hey, dudes, quit fucking around with those lame-ass bitch boards and check this shit out. And then he whips out a thing of, like, Capri Sun or something. And all the other kids are like, whoa, man. And when they see it, their heads, like, explode into, like, Capri Sun or, like, Hawaiian Punch or Kool-Aid or whatever other sugary, red-ass, fruit-ass drink you'd like to substitute into that. Oh man, yeah. It, it 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 is very much sort of like from the era of those fruit gusher ads. I'm I'm a, I'm hoping y'all got them in the states. Did y'all get yes. them in the states? Yes. Yeah, where the heads like change into fruit. They Except... still they still make those. Um, like okay, like it's um or maybe not the heads that turn into fruit, but um, it's come back around. Like like the '90s nostalgia, I think, has made a loop because I was somewhere um. At some point when I was traveling or, like, waiting somewhere, and I saw an ad for Airheads, and Airheads have, like, revived the whole commercial format where someone eats an Airhead and they, like, their heads inflate into, like, balloons and shit like that. Um, so I don't know if that ever actually went away, but I definitely remember it from when I was a kid. And I guess if something's not broke, you know, don't, don't fix it. But on that same kind of vein, I would love... For those gushers ads to make a comeback if they haven't already i'm glad you mentioned airheads and one i would love for those gushers to come back i remember really liking the one where the kid ate a watermelon flavored one and his head turned into a watermelon and he played uh a goalie in hockey so he blocked the pucks with his big watermelon head in That's the end of the good. ad that one was probably a canada exclusive you've got to use your powers for good you know yeah, like winning a street uh, hockey game with your, like, friends from high school, I guess. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything else to add about the, uh... Well, well, hold on. So, before we move on, okay, two things. One, I do like the idea that this is, that, um, th- some of these are accidents that happen after taking an airhead, because you said mm-hmm. the head inflates. What if it didn't contain Damn. enough? What if Ooh, it shit. gave way? The other thing is, um, if you click on the Twitter thing on Emojipedia and look at the first one, uh, you'll see someone's brains getting blown out, basically. Okay, well, I was going to say that the Twitter one right now kind of looks like a brain, like, leaping out of the head, but let's, uh, let's check- oh, oh yeah, wow. (laughs) That looks like someone got shot through the bottom of their head, and we're seeing the- and it, it is literally just like a- for the people at home who are not checking, because I know some of you don't, and I understand, this mm-hmm. is a podcast, you're supposed to just listen to them, and we ask for a little bit more, and that's not very fair. Um, <laughs> but we're, this, we're a luxury few can afford. This variation of the exploding head emoji has sort of like a smaller rupture on its head, and then everything's just sort of pouring out. See, um, you went kind of like a gruesome take on this. For me, this is just the uh, this is the most garbage pale kids of these emoji because it has that same sort of like mushroom cloud sprouting out of the head as the uh, as sort of the classic garbage pale kid 
you know, mascot does, where he's got, like, the little, like, flaps opening on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, this is sort of the same thing. And so, in that sense, it has kind of a weird, like, trashy charm to me. But it is also kind of like, oh, this is just, like, spouting out of their cranium. I don't know how I feel about that. It, yeah, I guess... I guess I did go a little gruesome with it, and I'll own that. It is very much just spouting out, right? Like, I don't I don't know if it's a... I, I, the way I saw it was that it's sort of like when you are barbecuing a hot dog or something, but uh-huh. you didn't... You know, you ever forget to, like, cut the little, like, slices in it or poke holes in it or something, and then, like, it ruptures, and the, the like, steam and juice and shit all comes out of a little hole? Uh-huh. That's what I feel like this head is, where the, it's ruptured and all the steam is coming out of it. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. that. Maybe this is, um... You know what? Never mind. I said that this is going to be the emoji drone before Dark episode, so I'm just going to go ahead and move on to the Facebook emoji. Yep. Andy, how are you feeling about Facebook this week? I actually kind of dig the way Facebook did it this week. I think it, like... It it very it is very carefully like towing the line of being too detailed. Um, I think like how Apple did it way too much. Like Apple's they had like Apple looked bloody almost when you look at it because yeah. of the way it's shaded. This one looks like a character on a cartoon show is reacting to something in an abstract way, and they'll be back to normal in the next scene. I really like Facebook this week. Okay, sure. Um, yeah. Facebook, uh, Facebook isn't my favorite, but I do see what you're saying. I do agree that it balances out like the weird, like visceral physicality of the Apple emoji with some of the more kind of tame ones. Mm-hmm. I think that something about it doesn't work for me, though. Eh. I think maybe it's the, um, maybe it's like the tongue, maybe it's the shading, or maybe it's like the jagged edges. I can't quite put my finger on it, but there is something about it that I'm just not a huge fan of. That being said, I do understand what you like about it. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying about the jagged edges there. Um, because they are so, like... If it was more pa- like if it was more uniformly patterned, I think it would work a little better. Um, but making it sort of like a cracked eggshell um, does make it seem a bit, like, off. Uh-huh. I just think... I just like it because it's... I don't know, it's very simplified and flat, the colors are nice and flat on it, and it gets the point across very easily, and it also doesn't look like blood or spaghetti, um, or vape. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. It's, um, it's definitely something that, with the two-tone colors and such, um, kind of adds a nice pop to them that some of the other ones don't have, and differentiates Mm -hmm. it from the rest. Um, speaking of that, uh, it's something Emoji 1 has got to, but I'm not really sure how I feel about Emoji 1. It feels almost too static to me, and that's kind of a problem I've had with a lot of them this week, is that not all of these have any sort of, like, kinetic energy to them. Like, like, say what you will about Apple, but there's, like, some motion to it. Oh, for sure. But then you look at, like, Twitter, and it's like, eh, it's just, like, there. I guess just like a cloud of red and um, yeah emoji one is definitely like that for me as well this week um the thing with emoji one is that it kind of feels like a rough draft does that make sense like it kind of feels like this was not the final version 
Okay, yeah, I see I see what you're saying. Like, it doesn't feel like they worked on it enough. And, like, I don't think it's bad, and I don't want to fucking throw anybody under the, bu- the bus, but it is, like, when you compare it to everything else, it's very simplified. I agree. It's something that could have used a little more work. It's not my least favorite of the week by any means, but it's definitely not as great as some of the rest of these. But speaking of least favorite, uh, we're at the end here. Do you want to go ahead and do our picks for the exploding head emoji? Yeah, more than anything. More than anything, would I like to blow the minds of people with the mind-blowing picks of our mind-blowing mind blowers. I couldn't, I thought, I started saying it over and over again, and I thought, I thought I'd come up with synonyms halfway through, and I just kept saying the same thing. And Ryan, I need you to save me. Uh, mind blowing, cataclysmic craniums, um, cranium cataclysms. There we go. Head, um, head, see, there's no H. You can only get so far with these because... Head detonations! We did it, buddy! Head detonations. Alright, cool. Well, why don't you, um... Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me which of these is your least favorite? This is very hard this week um, to pick a least favorite. I think I'm torn between like one that is like fundamentally just like not as well done as the others and one that I just dislike the choices made. And I think I'm going to go with the latter and say Twitter. Okay. I really hate the color choices on Twitter. I really don't like the way it just sort of, like, is a thing. Um, I don't know. Everything else is a little more inventive than just chewed bubblegum coming out of a head. And even sure. though, like, I th- the, the second, the runner-up for those curious is WhatsApp, which I also think is pretty off-mark. Um, but... I don't know. Twitter just is my least favorite this week. I don't know if it's necessarily the worst one, but it's definitely my least fave. Yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm going to go kind of in the um, the similar direction that you went and say that WhatsApp is my least favorite this week. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just like, uh, like uh, as much as I, I kind of like Microsoft this week, too, I do think the cloud on Microsoft just looks like a fart like coming out of its head, um, <laughs> even though we did have some bits about that. But... Yeah. Um, but the WhatsApp one and the Twitter one both just don't work for me at all. But I'm going to go with the WhatsApp just just based on instinct almost. Like something tells me that WhatsApp is the worst and I'm going to follow my heart this week. I mean, this way we both get the two ones we were debating about picked for your least favorite this week, right? For sure. So, perfect. Yeah. Um, so do you have a uh, best for this week? I do. Uh, my best is actually going to be Google this week. Cool. I think Google is, it's fun, it's not, like, too out there. I like that it's going for a very, like, I like Google because it looks like something on a candy wrapper, kind of going back to our Airheads and, um... Sure. And, uh, Gushers talk. And I like that it's kind of, like, secretly one of the most colorful ones, because it has in those flashes of, like, blue and pink and shit for the exploding parts. So yeah, I'm going to go with Google this week. Uh, It's simple, but sometimes that's what you need. Uh, How about you? I am going to actually agree with you this week and say Google for pretty much the same reasons. I like that it's one of the more dynamic of all these emoji, and I do like the color scheme quite a bit. And I think it does a good job of being, like, surprised without looking terrified. And I do think that it, um, 
it kind of has a nice sense of multi-purposeness to it, where you could use this emoji for a lot of different uh, reactions, and it would work for all of them. Yeah, for sure. It's it's it doesn't have such a like prescribed thing to it. It's not as intense as some of the other ones, so you can use it in a couple more ways. I guess is what I'd say. Like I don't, f- I can sarcastically use this one. I can't really sarcastically use the Apple one because it's going already. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, for sure. Do we want to go ahead and get into questions and wrap things up for the week? I would be honored. All right, cool. We didn't get nearly as many questions as usual, probably because we're recording in the afternoon and not in the dead of night when everybody is always on Twitter. But our first question comes in from at JetSnacko, who asks, What's the Emojipedia one cooking? And, you know, I feel like we did kind of answer this. It's probably carrot soup, maybe. Um, I'd like to throw in an idea of the spaghetti that is falling onto the WhatsApp's head as being made by the Emojipedia one. Okay, so maybe the Emojipedia is actually some sort of, like, Olympian deity, and that's why their chef's hat is made of clouds, and they're summoning spaghetti out of a portal to punish the WhatsApp emoji for their meatball crimes. This is, this is why we're the dynamic duo. I set them up, you knock them down. This Absolutely. Is, that was beautiful. I'm actually tearing up a little bit. Good, The good, synergy. Good. There's, been, there's been a lot of raw emotion on this episode of Emoji Drome. It's amazing. It's amazing what getting some sunlight does for this podcast. Twitter user at SiberianPine writes in and says, Which one looks most like it could also be a rock landing on their head? Oh... I think... Mm. I'm going to say Google. Uh, Yeah, Google works. I think Microsoft could work if you stylized the animation to make it look like the rock was falling into the head and that's what made the crater. Uh Uh-huh. I think you could make that work. But I think Google's probably... Google and Samsung both work for it because they have the sort of comic book pow going on, right? They have the comic book pow, and you can't really see the uh, mushroom stem the way you can on all these other emoji. Mm -hmm. So maybe they were at their nice uh, family vacation at Disney World, and somebody was comically lifting a box of Cronkite up a 25-story window, like, like you see with, like, the pianos and shit, and one of them fell out. And, and and just decimated Cuphead over here. And now, uh, I don't know where this joke is going. Disney owns Cuphead of rocks falling from windows? I don't know. It 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 got away from me. I, Andy, I need you to... I need <laughs> it you to, got I, away I, from me is the unofficial subtitle for this show. Because mm-hmm. I think that's our... Like, if anyone was ever going to be like, Here's like a joke template for an emoji drum exchange. It would end with one of us saying, "That got away from me." There. The only the only real structure we have on this show in terms of jokes is that I come up with the shittiest fucking cold opens I can possibly think of, and then we just cut into the discussion. I think that's maybe the only thing we've kept consistent throughout this entire show. I mean, the emojis are still here. This is true. This is true. <laughs> um. So we have another question from search from at search query on Tumblr who or not on Tumblr, good god almighty, I haven't used Tumblr in fucking months. Um from at search query on Twitter who says, What is your most galaxy brain emoji hot take? Ooh. Andy, Ooh. what's what's the most controversial opinion we've ever had on this show? I got a lot of flack for like the tiger episode, I remember. 
Oh, yeah. Because I remember people being super into some tigers that I didn't like, and also, like, not into the ones that I liked and shit like that. I feel like those are the... that That's probably... It's probably on there somewhere. I, um... So, I have one right off the bat, and this is going to telegraph this episode way in advance, should we ever do it. But, um... You can mark this down in Emoji Drome lore, but I'm going to make a very bold statement on this podcast and say that I think the Microsoft Ghost Emoji is the best emoji ever made. Hands down. Like, no no contest whatsoever. The, uh, the Microsoft Ghost Emoji is my favorite emoji of all time, and I would be lying if I said it was a big reason of why... I would be lying if I said it wasn't a big reason of why I tried to get us to start this podcast, because, um... The, the ghost right. emoji was one of the first ones where I was like, oh, this shit is wild. But um, that's my hot take. Microsoft ghost emoji, best emoji of all time. Uh, come at me, I guess. I don't think many people are going to debate that. but I don't know, know if I've seen that one. Here, I'll link, you a, I'll link you a little picture. I don't know. Should we save it? Uh, yeah, we can save it if you'd like. Um, I won't spoil it for you, but... Just because I want to I wanna wait till we get to your favorite so I can know and mm. so I can see it. Sure. In I, real I, time. I, I really appreciate that, honestly. I'm glad you're willing to take the time to kind of come along on this journey with me instead of, you know, just having me show you. It's, it's a learning experience, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing is we're figuring out how to, uh how to talk in the microphones properly still this whole thing's a learning experience it truly is and you know i'm glad i'm glad we can take it together but we do have one last question which is less of a question and more of a statement this comes in from at cod comrade on twitter who says putting sashimi on your head is a bold move and i'm assuming that's referring to maybe the whatsapp emoji because that does look like it could be a sideways sideways piece of sushi now i on think it's the, the twitter WhatsApp one the twitter because one. we posted this on twitter and that would be the one people are seeing for this well now... unless it's on their phone now i i would say that yeah the whatsapp one's good i do think that it does kind of look like the um the twitter one has some like very ruined salmon on it, you know? Like, uh-huh. very, very abused salmon. It could also be, like, uh, off-color fish eggs, even. Like, it's mm-hmm. got that kind of lumpy cool. texture to it. Yeah. God. I I used to... I, I, I've had to take a break from uh, sushi for a while because of the bad experience I had with uh, getting, like, eggs, like, popping in my mouth. Not popping, like, eggs... Yes, the eggs weren't good for me. And I have the eggs like, are I, never good for you. You ever have a the you ever pop one with your teeth and then realize that was a terrible idea? I've I've done that every now and then. I don't think I've ever had a specific bad experience with it though. It just it made me feel bad and I had to um I had to stop for a bit. Okay. All I right. still like it, but I had to just be like all right, maybe ones with the less of the fish eggs on them. Yeah, I, I can respect that. Taking a little sushi detox and such. Um, I I am a big fan. You know, I, I I like the eggs. I like the fish eggs. I like eggs in my ramen. Um, you know, a big. I think one of the big dichotomies on this podcast is whereas I am an egg fan, you are an egg disliker. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate eggs. 
I'm glad that if nothing else, our, our your distaste for eggs has also remained consistent. On no, this yeah, podcast. that will never that will never change. Just FYI, never changing. Eggs can rot in hell. I will. Sh- eggs- I, if I see an egg on the street, on the street, I'll shoot it with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I'm glad that I'll have you on on egg defense for when we uh, leave the International House of Podcasts tonight and we uh, we go home. You know, I'm locked and loaded. It's like fucking. I'm dressed up like the Terminator, shotgun and all, and I'm ready to blow up some goddamn eggs. So my question for this scenario is: Is the egg that you're shooting in question like a human-sized egg with like legs and shit, or is it like a tiny like egg-sized egg? No, this is a normal egg. Okay. (laughs) There is no Humpties or Dumpties here. We've established what happened to that guy already. Dead. Yes. Mm -hmm. Taken care of. Eliminated. This is for the rest of them. (laughs) Okay. Alright, so, um... Thank you, everybody, for listening to Emoji Drome. I don't have any idea how I can follow up that. Um, Thank you for talking about the show, retweeting the show, following us on Twitter, at Emoji Drome. You know, uh, subscribing, etc., etc. Andy, is there anything you'd like to add on the way out? Um, just a, another thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you're. Uh, if you've got any questions or queries about the show, not even related to an episode, you can send them to us on the Twitter and, or Very like true. stuff like that. I, I, f- I feel like we should mention that because we're always like, oh yeah, we put out a questions thing for the episode. But if you guys have something that you want to bring up to us that doesn't even need to be addressed on an episode and it's just something you want to mention to us or bring to our attention you can that's why we have the show twitter like yes that's very true I we both check about we both check the notifications for it um like i i i will freely admit i do name search the show now and then i i, I read the comments every Thank now you. and then Every yeah. no- like, I haven't done it in a month, but I'm just saying, like, I check to make sure I'm not missing anything people are bringing up about the show. So any, I guess, uh, what, like, 20 episodes in, more than that, is a good time. 21, right? Is this 21? Yeah, this is 21. 21 episodes in is a good time to mention, hey, we're open to constructive criticism and feedback. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we have the uh, Twitter uh, I mentioned, at Emojidrome. I was, for some reason, um, I-, I tend to forget that... Uh, <laughs> That there are people that actually listen to this show a lot, so, um, Andy, thank you for kind of bringing that to everyone's attention. Yeah, you know, if you want to send us comments, concerns, questions, queries, whatever, uh, you can add us on Twitter. Our DMs are open. If you want to send us a cool picture of a sandwich you ate, like, hell yeah, I I don't fucking care. It's there. Do whatever you want. Um, No eggs in the sandwich. Yeah, within reason. If there's egg salad in it, you send that to... Um, Ryan's personal account, which is at IHOP. Yes, I, I, I have a joint account with the International House of Podcasts, but, um, anyway, thanks again, everybody. Andy, would you say that your mind was blown by these emoji? You, you know, what I'd really like to say is that my heart was blown by this Thank you for listening. (laughs) Just, yeah, yeah, just stop.